Hi, my name is Craig Collins and welcome to the What the Warehouse Show. With us on the line, we have Michael Pulgiani. He's from Prisco. Thanks for being here, Michael. Thanks for having me. Michael, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, where did you grow up and how did you get started in the supply chain industry? Um, all right, so my name is Michael, obviously. I'm 28. I'm from New Jersey, central New Jersey. Um, grew up in a blue-collar family. My dad's a chef. My mom is uh, naturally a little bit higher up in a role, but she, I mean, she had a high school diploma. So, I mean, it was always just trying to figure out what we had to do kind of, and uh, kind of fell into supply chain with, I started going back to school at like a little around 22, 23, you know, at first I was going to be, I ventured into the restaurant industry and uh, it was hard work, you know, but it gave me a lot of people skills, it gave me a lot of uh, ability to read people, read situations and things like that. And I uh, started going back to school uh, took an economics class and loved it. And then uh, started reading a little bit about more economics professions besides being an economist. And supply chain was kind of hand in hand with economics. And uh, as I started getting into it a little bit more, I realized it was something that I really enjoyed because it's kind of like somebody that's in supply chain is somebody that just knows how to put all the pieces together and likes to get things done. Right, right. Yeah, I see from your profile, you are um, sort of skewed towards the planning and purchasing side of supply chain. And we'll talk about a bit about that later. But before we get to that, please tell our viewers around the world what uh, your company does. So give us the elevator pitch. What does Prisco do? Uh, we are a high tier uh, supplier of chemicals and compressed room manufacturing and offset printing. Uh, so we supply anything from sponges to chemicals to uh, blankets to pr uh, for printing presses, uh, anything in between. We're very, very centralized in the press room uh, for okay. any operations that are happening with printing. Right. And do you see business growth? And uh, what's the business growth like over the last few years? Uh, I wasn't with the company at, during COVID, I, I am a little bit newer to this position. I'm, with them. I'm in my first year with this company. Okay. Uh, but since I've been here, growth has been sustained. You know, uh, the actual figures I don't know, but I, I know that it's been getting busier. I've talked to CFO, numbers are back to pre COVID levels. Right, right. That's very encouraging. And, uh, you know, the, the printing industry as such is a fairly good indicator of where the general economy is headed um, as a, you know, with, uh, you sort of reflect what's happening in general economy because you're an add-on to so many other products. Correct. Yeah, that would, that's a, a nice indicator. Mm. Now, what do you do at Prisco? So I am the operations manager. So we have a few facilities. I'm located at our headquarters. So anything that has to do with uh, negotiation from our, from our logistics side, from any type of rail, uh, exports, imports, they all have to kind of go through me. We have a warehouse operation here as well and a production that goes on as well. We have a larger production that goes down in North Carolina. Right. Uh, 
but we still have some production up here. New Jersey's kind of getting a little hard to, with a lot of their uh, uh, hazmat rules and regulations, you know, where North Carolina, it's a little bit looser. So right. the majority of our stuff has been moved to that location. Right. And, but your primary distribution warehouses are still in New Jersey? Yeah, I would say we are, we are number number two in the grand scheme of all of our distribution. I mean, we have eight distribution centers. Right. Uh, we have some in New Jersey. We have two in New Jersey, uh, three in the Carolinas, Georgia, uh, Los Angeles, Cal California, uh, Chicago, and Canada. Right, right. Now, um, so the role that you play, I, I mean, obviously you're involved in the um, uh, strategic sourcing of the distribution and logistics side. Do you also source or get involved in the sourcing of the products, the raw materials? Can you repeat that? Do you get involved in the sourcing of the raw materials for your manufacturing operations? Yeah. Uh, so we have a, we have a few a few suppliers. Uh, a lot of the a lot of our uh, raw materials we try to source domestically uh, okay. as much as much as we possibly can. Uh, and for the most part, we have a good relationship with a lot of our a lot of our vendors. But there's only a few. There's not too many suppliers of certain raw materials and commodities uh, domestically. So I mean, it's only a handful of players that we really deal with. Right. And then, um, how many SKUs do you have? So you know, in terms of finished goods products as well. I'd say probably. I mean. Anywhere, I would say around to up to a hundred. Okay. Hundred, hundred fifty. You know, it depends on it. Depends also depends on what we're marketing for, and yes. what what what. Because uh, we can do. I mean, it's with chemicals you can make variations if they want something lower viscosity, higher viscosity. You know, and we can tailor it pretty much anything to that. Right, right, right. And then, what is your primary um, sort of packaging? Are you distributing in large drums and totes, or is it down to sort of? Anything, um, drones, toads, pails, uh, gallons, okay. uh, ports. Right. Yeah, ports are the smallest variation that we that we sell, but we we sell totes, we sell drones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you know, moving on to the operations itself, what keeps you up at night? What's your sort of biggest <laughs> challenge? Um, trying to make sure that we are. Prices, we're seeing a price trend go down right now with commodities. Uh, so keeping vendors honest, you know, they're always quick to pass the pass the next price increase on. But when right. they start seeing the decreases, you know, you kind of got to go back to them and say, hey, we're seeing, we're seeing this across the board. When are we going to start feeling the decrease as well? You know, and it's, 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 that's some things that keep you up because you don't want to sell product at a higher price, you know. You want to be honest with your customers, and that's why you need to try to keep your suppliers honest. Right. And then let's talk a bit about inventory accuracy. Um, what's your inventory accuracy like in the warehouse operations? Uh, it's getting better. It's getting better. It's not. It's not perfect, and I don't think it's ever going to be perfect. But it's getting. It's getting a lot better. I've started uh, trying to digitalize a little bit more up here. We're still pretty manual. It's a manual process. But. Uh, well what systems do you run? Do you have any uh, a, a well system or a, what accounting? We system? have no WMS as of right now. Uh, we do have a mainframe. It's a, a little bit older. Uh, it's IBM software. It's AS four hundred. Right. So there's a lot of that, but um, 
we are developing right now at WMS just to try to digitalize our warehouse, try and increase some efficiencies, improve accuracy. But I would say for the most part, I mean, we're pretty, our inventory, we do quarterly uh, audits on our inventory, internal audits, you know, counting, we'll take a day and we'll count everything, you know, I get all the warehouse guys to start counting. Um, but I would say for the most part, yeah, we don't, we're not, what we have in, what we think we have in inventory is what we have in inventory. Right. And do you do you have barcoding products at all? No. Right. This is a part this is a part of our digitalization. <laughs> of course, of course. I will chat about that. And then tell me about your customer returns processes. Uh, do you have a lot of returns? No, not for not that I uh have seen. Most of the time if, it, if it's a return, it would be it would be uh double ship or something something along those lines you know it's never really it's never really a quality issue or uh something like that where it's makes us look bad it's more right. of a miscommunication from the customer to us or us to the customer you know it's not, it has nothing catastrophic right 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 and so the um the as system that you run that runs um uh, uh countrywide right so everyone's yeah. running operation okay. yes yes yes, yes. And the digitalization project that you're working on, is that also um, countrywide or are you focusing on one operation? Well, we started here. Uh, our, IT system, our IT team is here in our New Jersey facility. Right. Uh, I figured this is probably the best place to start it. You know, if we need answers, I can go and walk instead of having to send an email or call. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So we start small and then once we once we get the King Spark uh, project rolling, you know, and checking the revisions, then we'll... Right. Also rolling it out to the other spots. And then tell me, uh, how big is the warehouse in New Jersey? It's probably about, it's not it's not too large, probably about 3,000 square feet, 4,000 square feet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we have, yeah. we have two, we have two though. Right. So our small, the, the larger one where we store like most of the raw material and everything, I said probably about 10,000 square feet. Right. And those are both in New York, right? Uh, Newark. Yeah, New York. Right out, yeah, right outside of uh, New Jersey. Or, excuse me, uh, New York City. Yeah, yeah. About 30 minutes. Yeah, no, I know New York. I, I, I pronounce it badly. <laughs> no, no worries. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my accent is uh, South African, as you well know. Um, so um, just in case our audience wants to sort of find you, what's the best way for us to get information about your company and how could they reach you? Uh, you can give me on LinkedIn. I'm uh, pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, okay. I don't have really other social media. Uh, it's yeah. just not not something I like to get into. I have Twitter, but that's mainly for my uh, card hobby, uh, baseball card okay. side. So, okay. But, uh, yeah, LinkedIn, Michael Giano. Uh, right. We have, uh, Prisco. Prisco Inc. is online as well. Right, right, right. Um, so, what's the part of supply chain that's most exciting to you? I think supply chain for me is just, I don't claim to be a mathematician. You know, I don't claim to be uh, a Nobel, uh, like engineer or like anything above my pay, my pay grade. Uh, okay. I think supply chain is just really somebody that like, will put the boots on the ground, get things done and be able to understand the whole scope of the project and be able to tie it together in a sense, like a project manager, but for commodities. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. I've over the years, I've spent so much time in sort of the different 
uh, or communicating with people who are specialists in the different areas of supply chain. And it's such a vast um, field. And a lot of the time, especially when you uh, you initially think about supply chain, people think only about procurement. And yeah. then they may have a layer of planning, but there's so much more to it, you know, right down to logistics planning, um, to the final delivery of the customer, to the customer. Um, so it's an amazingly big field. And, uh, and people really don't understand how important it is to economy and to companies. Yeah, I mean, for us, I mean, we can see the, how the economy is rolling or running at real time because we're dealing with commodities at the, at the very base level, you know, yeah. so their, their, their prices are much more volatile than I would say like semiconductors, you know, we know semiconductors are going up and it's a tight shortage. It's loosening up now. I mean, with all these plans for chip manufacturers, fabrications being made in America, it's a little bit more coming back domestically for us. Yeah. Um, but for us, for the commodities aspect, I mean, this is pretty much real-time economics and how every and what the world's shaping up to be. Yeah, yeah. And then you layer um, shipping prices and import prices on top of that, right. and you've got a really, really interesting view of what's happening in the world. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, container just just the smallest thing is buying containers, how expensive they are, and prices how they've gone up and down over the past few years. I mean, container, I, won't, I think two, three years ago, 1600. Now we're at like, we're at 3,500, four grand for a container. It's yeah, just what it is. Yeah, exactly. And and in fact, that's gone down in price um, from yeah. sort of COVID. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything else that um, you would like to sort of ask or cover? Um, um, no, I, I mean, I was just kind of open to yeah anything, any, any type of conversation, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, this show is all about meeting the people on the ground in supply chain, understanding what people's pains are um, and what people are doing. So, you know, that's a great conversation. And um, we do want to keep these um, quite short because they are intros. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that pretty much wraps up um, what I wanted to cover with you today. And I'd love to have an extended conversation with you at some time. So, yeah. yeah so thanks very much for for coming on on board and um, for having a chat with me. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the What the Well Show. And if you'd like more information on Prisco, take a look at their website as well as um, go and hit Michael up on LinkedIn. And if you'd like any more information on Granite, our primary product, then take a look at our website, granitewms.com. Thank you very much, everyone.